Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich Birch, your host around these parts. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a real treat on the show today. Super excited to have Justin Lathrop with, with us today. Uh, it's going to be such a great conversation. I'm really looking forward to I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Rich. It's great to be on. Hey, now, so Justin, why don't you tell us a bit about your background? Kind of who are you? Give us the Justin story. Sure, sure. I mean, I... You know, I grew up in the, you know, evangelical capital of the world here in Wheaton, Illinois, uh, right on the campus of Wheaton College, although no affiliation, parents didn't do anything for the school, but just kind of grew up there, born and raised at a church in Wheaton, and then um, went to Minneapolis for Bible college, and three years in, uh, got a a full-time youth pastor job at a a great church there, and so my my senior year took three years um, as I was doing that, getting married, and did youth ministry for three years before I decided I really couldn't hack it as a youth pastor. Uh, the lock-ins were killing me, and <laughs> I go to bed at like nine thirty, so it just it just wasn't fitting. Um, so I moved to Dallas uh, over twelve years ago now, and uh, met a guy named Scott Wilson, who's the lead pastor. I still uh, work with quite a bit, although I don't I work on the staff anymore, and uh, just been been growing in ministry since then. So a couple years into the, being a young adult pastor here at the Oaks, just discovered, and that wasn't for me. And I, I started, uh, it was actually, I don't know how much you wanted this, but yeah, um, a conversation with uh, Leonard Sweet on the way from the airport to an event he was speaking at. You know, he just said to me, you know, Justin, it sounds like you're a zero to one guy. And he said, the greatest distance between any two numbers is zero and one. It's greater than the distance between one and a hundred is that getting something off the ground and your challenge is going to be trying to find a role in life that you can constantly reset yourself Mm. and keep bringing things from zero to one otherwise you're going to just want to move jobs every three years and so that really opened my eyes a couple weeks later i met with my my pastor scott and uh told him that i just didn't think i could be young adult pastor so i gave him basically a letter of resignation. I gave him a job description of a job that didn't exist, I've never seen exist in a church, and I gave him a resume of the guy that I thought could take my job. So those three documents I handed him, and kind of the rest is history from there. I've grown uh, just in starting things, uh, developing ministries, uh, helping connect uh, pastors and leaders ever since that time, which was, uh, I guess, about eight years ago now. And uh, it's been it's just been a great journey. Man. i just uh, fallen more in love with Jesus, more in love with the church and pastors that lead those churches. And so it's, uh, I've really found what what it is I want to do with my life. And that's, you know, connect, because I, I believe we're stronger together. I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, no pastor should be alone. No pastor should be unresourced or under-resourced. And so um, I just love connecting the dots to see us strengthened and do more uh, for the kingdom. Nice. Very, very cool. Did I answer the question? That's, I kind of got on a tangent there. No, no, that's fantastic. It's always <laughs> right, fascinating good, to hear. Uh, you know, classic Len Sweet has super insightful. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, gosh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, 140 like, characters or less, you yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 
Exactly. Fan. There's a lot of people have that kind of story with Len. So that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So one of the things I appreciate about you, I follow you on, on social media, your blog, just everything. I think you do a great job online. Thank you. Um, obviously, and everyone who's listening in should really, we'll give some more detail at the end how people can get in touch with you. But, um, you know, we're obviously fans of social media. We talk a lot about it at Unseminary. But, you know, I think there's a, uh, there's a flip side of that, right? There's probably some, you know, things we should be concerned about or just some, some things we should have our eyes fully open when we think about social media. And just what would be your kind of counsel to pastors? Um, you know, what are some of those things you think we should be thinking about when we think yeah, about social media? there's a few things. I mean, I'm not a sociologist and, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I've studied enough and been around. I think I've just been in the middle of social media enough and pastors enough to, to have some insights into this. But one of the things I've really just noticed is, I mean, especially as we're transitioning. So none of us have grown up in the social media culture. Right. It's just that that new sense of voice and access to people. We forget about how strong that is. And so mm -hmm. I watch pastors at times and leaders at times seem to weigh in on subjects that they think they're just they're they're just emotional about. You know, mm -hmm. so whether it's a political thing on Facebook and they. They want to give their two cents in a response right. to someone just because, man, they read it and it just makes them mad. I get mad too. I mean, right. but those kind of things. And I just feel like we need to readjust and rethink how we respond, what we're saying on social media, what the power is in that. I love what Andy Stanley says when he talks about, you know, he's not, there are certain things he's just not going to use and, and lend his influence to. It's not that they're not important issues, and I'm not even going to cover them, so we don't have anyone to, to give us, but, but he just, you know, there's some things that he wants to keep his influence and save it for right. the things that involve people coming into the kingdom. And right. I think sometimes as pastors, we just start throwing away, and, and throwing away is probably too strong a word, but just giving away our influence mm. to things that don't really affect the salvation of souls, the people, you know, discipling of others, that kind of stuff. And so I would say one of the, yeah, that would be a thing is that we need to be slower to listen mm. or, you know, quicker to listen, slower to speak and not so, not, you know, just don't get on there and just type away. Right. Um, <laughs> the other thing with it is just the amount of time it takes, you know, right. and I think in the ministry, you know, we, there's so much to do, and this is just kind of mm. added on top. Nothing mm. went away in the ministry right. to give us time for social media, and that's just how everything is. Just things keep getting added, and so I think it's easy to become this uh, monitor of all social media. And you know, mm. there's tools and tricks to do that in more effective ways. Um, but there's sometimes I, I'll watch a pastor who's just—I mean, I don't know how they do it. It's just like every. You know, I've got a lot of stuff, you know, automated. And of course, I right. interact when I can, but but it's like they're just always responding. They're always posting every fifteen mm. minutes. And you're going so true. And are you are you really connecting with the people? Or are you just you know just there on the social media? Right. And so I think I think those are those are two big things. I do think that we we have an opportunity with social mm -hmm. media as mm -hmm. pastors to really really create the the kind of person we want to be and want the kind of church we want to be. I mean, right. you go to churches, I know you pro you see churches and you go into them and they just represent their pastor so well. Mm. Like I have a friend in, in Illinois. I mean, he's just the most generous giving of his time and money and everything person there is. When I right. went and visited his church everywhere, you know, it's a church of about a thousand people, 1200 people, everywhere around me, people mm -hmm. are just giving to me and, and being kind and helping me opening. It just, it just what represented him. I think in right. social media, 
we have a chance to really say, these are the tenets of my life and mm. who I want to be as a person. We know our tenets of faith, and I'm not, you know, that's a whole, but our tenets of who we want to be. And, right. and I think it's important that we establish those, no matter who you are, platform, mm -hmm. big or small, establish who you want to be as a person, as a leader, mm -hmm. and let those things shine through on social media. And those are, right. those are important for us to know so that we, we can filter those things um, through our, so I know and that I want to be a connector of others. Right. So because of that, I don't take, and that's me. Some, some people might say, I want to be a, you know, I want to hold ground on the right wing agenda of the conservative right, church. Right. Well, then maybe they are going to, that's, I don't, I'm not saying I'm against or for it, but I right. know I'm a connector. And so right. I don't, you know, weigh in on issues that are, you know, high, you know, high voltage, you right. know, kind of right. things right. where right. people right. are going to, you know, get polarized on those things. And right. so I think it's important as a pastor, leader, to know what it is that you want to be, mm. who you want to be represented as, oh, and uh, you know, social media gives you just such a great opportunity to cultivate that in a, in a very intentional way. All right. Well, you just unpacked a lot there. That was. Yes, that I was know. I'm so excited. No, it's fantastic. Um, let's jump in, just dive a little bit deeper with you um, on even just the time piece. So, how how do you make sure? Because I feel like you have a pretty robust online presence. You have a pretty robust social media presence. How do you ensure that that doesn't just kind of suck your you know entire life down a hootsuite you know <laughs> you know feed? Man, it's it's really tough. Thank thank. God for for my children who you know are pretty good at reminding me that I need to get off the phone or right. you know that kind of stuff and I, I you know I work, live a little bit of a different life now you know working from home and not at right. the church and and I guess it's summer so I'm real you know uh, just honed in on that right now as far as you know making sure I've got the phone away when I'm mm -hmm. when I'm at home but I do think I do think it's wise to set schedules for that you know the the idea of um, just check any time just really sucks you in so right. you can you can have your phone out and you know check facebook and then you'll close the app put the phone down and i'll watch myself pick it up and push facebook again i mean right. literally not <laughs> 10 seconds three seconds it's later true. it's so true <laughs> like yeah. what is the you know what it's just a it's just a very and you know i know there's there's jokes and then there's probably also real research on the you know addictive mm -hmm. whatever of social media i don't know all about that but i do think looking at going here are certain times that i'm going to check that stuff. I mean, it's the same thing with email. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to just, that's uh, the exact same thing. I mean, you look at your email, put it down three seconds later, you're going to check to see if you got an email. Mm -hmm. um, so I think scheduling time that you're really focusing on, I, you know, and again, depending on your role and your mm -hmm. position and leadership of a church, but, you know, I believe in, in developing a team around me to help with that stuff. So I have, you know, for the blogging stuff, you know, I have a team of people. At times, I've even used students in our in our school, mm -hmm. uh, ministry school, to help come up with topics yep. uh, to blog on, and even help develop them. You know, again, we'll just get you know a couple things from them. But um, it's just a, I think using others' uh, giftings in that who want to serve in those ways to help add content. I know, I know we're kind of slipping into the church side too, That's but even good. as a pastor leader, you know, uh, how do you manage that stuff, and how do you? That I think the church, it's so funny, and I don't do a whole lot of the social media consulting, but I do see one of the greatest issues for anyone in social media is the lack of content. Right. And it's so crazy how, the, I mean, the church has just got, tons of content. you know, just, I mean, I was going to say shelves, but, you know, hard drives full of right. content that just needs to be repurposed and needs mm -hmm. to, and so I think 
really looking at how do you develop that content, mm -hmm. adapt it, because it's not just copy-paste, you know, your sermon from Sunday onto your mm -hmm. blog, but, mm -hmm. but how do you develop it, adapt it, and put it, you know, and schedule it on, mm -hmm. I think it's so important for pastors. Definitely. You know, I know um, I follow a guy, this is a... Uh, a leader is not in the in the Christian space. He's like an entrepreneurial kind of leader guy. Uh -huh. And he has thousands of followers, probably somewhere, you know, he's probably just south of 20,000 followers. Yep. And he's super accessible. I'm always amazed whenever I tweet him, um, you know, I'm like, dude, how, you know, I'll, it's not right away, but I'll get an answer back. And I was at a, an event recently that he was speaking at and he said, you know, he only does 30 minutes of Twitter a day. That's it. And yep. so he sets it on his schedule and he sits down and he's like, listen, any of you people out there, you can, you can connect with literally hundreds of people on Twitter every day with just 30 minutes. Yep. Um, you don't, yeah. don't need to be looking at it, you know, all day long. You don't need to, you know, have it open. He said he doesn't even have it on his phone. He just sits down, sits down wow. on his computer, cranks through it. And it's funny as a, as a, someone on the other end that follows him, I think he's done a good job developing that kind of relationship where he does. And it's, it doesn't take a lot to respond on Twitter, yep. um, but he's been able to restrict it to, you know, that kind of 30 minute band. And now that I see that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. That's why it takes, you know, whatever, four or five hours to get back. But you know, yep. I don't care, you know, no. that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, that's, uh, it's fascinating for sure. Now, how do you ensure um, you know, as a church leader, I think there can be a time that we just want to kind of get out there and, and it almost feels like it's just noisy, the kind of stuff we're talking about. How do we ensure that as a church, we put stuff out there uh, that actually makes a difference that isn't just more noise out into the ether? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's a million dollar question there. I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, I think it's I, one of the things pastors struggle with, I think, and I'm not in the local single church uh, anymore, but I see pastors struggle because they'll, they'll, they don't really know what their audience is. So every, every, you know, most pastors, if they're building a platform, they're excited to connect with church leaders. Right. Uh, you know, if they're blogging, they could be blogging on, you know, growing your church or planting, but then, you know, a week later is going to be a blog about the church picnic that's coming up on Saturday, right. you know, and so yeah. make sure you get your kids there and right. that kind of stuff. And so I think, I think really, and it's not even to say you couldn't do both, but I think, I think people don't really know who they're talking to. Right. And so I think really figuring out, you know, and holding in that focus of who you're talking to. I think as a pastor, man, I mean, you should definitely be thinking through any pastor that's just building a platform around other church leaders is totally missing it. I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but right. they're just missing it. I mean, their their people are on Facebook, their people are on Twitter, their people are on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, using those uh, channels to to continue to grow a relationship with them, especially as your church grows larger and it's harder to connect. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just amazing. I watch, you know, my pastor. I feel like he does it so well. But it's just amazing. And we're close friends, but it's just mm -hmm. amazing how much I miss of his life. If right. I didn't have, you know, I just know where he's at, what he's right. doing, and I feel connected to uh, him on Sunday when I see him. I can, I when I talk to him, I go, "Dude, that was awesome watching your son play that song." Right. You know, like we're talking about things of life immediately, not going, right. "What have you been doing lately?" And right. so I just think, as a pastor, you know, your people will want to know about your life and building the relationship with them, mm -hmm. responding to them. Mm -hmm. um, but then, uh, of course, there are pastors out there that are supposed to be resourcing church leaders and others. Mm -hmm. And so I do think they, they need to, to know what that is as well and how to, 
how to how to share it but it, it is a, i don't get it like i still don't know you know what makes people click on one post versus another <laughs> you know it's pretty much if i think it's going to be a great thing i wrote pretty much no one reads it and then if it's something i think is going to be dumb it's like you know viral for me you know yes. so it's like i don't get the right. the equation of all that i just know that content you know con- you know good content on a consistent basis mm-hmm. is going to is going to help you and serve you as a pastor and so i think you know figuring out that what what good means is a big mm-hmm. part of that but but consistency in that and sharing is going to bring greater connection uh, to your church and to mm-hmm. to the people that you know care about what's going on in your life. Yeah, I think if, if you're looking for an example of, I think, a church and a church leader that does a good job um, dividing those two out, if you follow um, Perry Noble uh-huh. um, and New Springs blog, yep. it's fascinating to see because really they use Perry Noble or he uses Perry Noble for the most part to communicate to other church leaders and then their main church blog is really targeted at their own people he used to do these posts where it was a letter to new spring church but really all that's moved over or the majority of that that still trickles in sometimes but the majority of that has moved over um, which i think is a smart way to do that that's an that's an interesting model well and i think i haven't looked too much at the new spring blog, but i think then when it does trickle over to his blog it's something that's helpful to me as a church leader you know i'm seeing how he communicates to his church Absolutely. Uh, it's not about the picnic that they're having, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's something that will give me some lesson on how to communicate um, to the people of my church or that yeah, kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd love to share with our listeners? This has been super helpful. Just before we jump into the lightning round. No, I think that's. I think that's it. I'm just excited. Any you know, any way I could serve. Like I said in, earlier, I mean, I don't do this uh, from a consultant place. I just love pastors, and I love to see them grow in their way to connect with others. And so I'm just excited that, that I get a chance to do this with you. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, well, let's jump into the lightning round, that part of the show uh, where we uh, talk with a church leader and ask the same questions, really, just to kind of hear. It's always fun to hear from a wide variety of uh, church leaders on various topics. Uh, and so today, we're super excited to have Justin on the phone with us. So, Justin, who? Uh, what's an online resource that, that you're using these days that's particularly helpful to you? I think, uh, especially since we're talking on the social media stuff, I, I mean, there's this Justin Wise, uh, JustinWise.net and Think Digital. From I just don't. Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, who who knew? You know, <laughs> uh, no, I just, man, I tell you that the content, and I had a chance to teach his content, some of it when I was in India and doing a, a, a conference for young pastors mm-hmm. over there, and it's just. It is the best I've seen mm-hmm. for pastors to really start engaging uh, their church and start developing some of this stuff. And it, and it really is crazy how it, you know, from the very beginning, but then intermediate and people that have been in it a while, there's still, there's a lot of stuff there. So I think Justin Wise, Think Digital, I think all pastors, I mean, this mm-hmm. is, um, you talk about unseminary and the things mm-hmm. that they're not, they're, they're, they're 20 years away from even thinking about teaching that in any right, kind of right, situation. Yeah, so, so I just think that's a, a huge deal. And I, I don't like sometimes that it gets niched into a social media pastor or a communications right. pastor. I mean, man, it's just so needed for all of our church leaders so true. Uh, to understand uh, both the benefits and the potential pitfalls, as, as we know, that can come from social media and, and how we communicate yeah. online. So that would be, that'd be the one I'd, I'd highlight. Yeah, Justin's a great guy. His Think Digital Academy is like a membership site, um, yep. and it has was voted. I think it was the what the top ten places to learn social media by Forbes magazine. So, 
Um, wow. He's done very well for that. Justin's a great guy. Um, you sh- his po- his podcast, the Think Digital podcast, is fantastic. It's in my must listen to uh, list. He was on hiatus for a long time. Has come back. So if you're ever interacting with him online, cheer him that he's back <laughs> doing regular uh, yes. podcast episodes. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. What's a book you've read in the last I don't know six months to a year uh, that's had an impact on you? That's kind of changing the way you think. Yeah, that's this is an easy one for me, man. There's a book that you know that's really just. Change. I mean, you know, it's hard to say change my life other than the Bible, but there's a book I've been reading in the last three months called Anonymous uh, by Lady Alicia Britt Choley, um, Alicia Choley, C-H-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book, this anonymous, anonymous book uh, is really about the hidden years of Jesus and mm-hmm. basically that the, the 30 years that we don't know but a few scriptures on of Jesus' life is what prepared him for the three years of ministry that we know. And, and it kind of goes through the temptations he went through and, and how those years that people don't know who we are preparing us for those years. And she says something uh, you know, that I love that we so often look at this, the fullness of people's ministry. And she says, fullness often distracts from foundation. Hmm. And I just love hmm. the, I, you know, the fact that we're, and especially in the social media, you know, we're looking at, someone that's doing something and we just see it happen immediately. We just started following them on Twitter or whatever. But there's a, there's a fullness there that's distracting from the foundation of what mm. they've been through that's made them the person they are today, the ministry they are. So this anonymous book has been such, um, such ministry to my heart to go, man, there's a season for this. There's a reason for mm. what's happening in my heart right now. And I think we have, I mean, no matter how, what, point of fame you get to or, or notoriety, I, mean, I think we all have anonymous seasons that we need to go through that hmm. is just a time away for God to build something in your heart and prepare you for something that's next for you. And so highly recommend it. it it's just an incredible, in fact, at our next uh, Young Pastors gathering in Dallas, I'm giving one away to every, I already bought it from the publisher, bought <laughs> one for everyone just because I just think so highly of it. Very cool. All right. Well, what's another ministry that you're looking to these days that's, you know, kind of inspiring you? You know, um, a ministry called One Hope, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're out of South Florida. They're, they have, their ministry is God's Word Every Child. So they're, hmm. they, they're a scripture engagement for children. But So they're behind the, uh, the version app for kids that just came out last year. Uh, I think okay. it was maybe over Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, and they're just an unbelievable ministry that I, I get to partner with. But their, their president, Rob Hoskins, and robhoskins.com, he is... Uh, the stuff he's writing on missions and hmm. missions engagement and what it means for the 21st century. Um, I mean, he's a guy you would just love to do so great to have on. But yeah. he helped our church maybe five years ago and just helps lots of churches with what he calls mission design. So how do you how do you match the DNA of your church with what you're doing in missions? It's really mm-hmm. the only cool. sector of the growing church that really is goes a lot of times unevaluated. Meaning, mm-hmm. you know, they're just uh, you know sending 150 bucks a month to 50 missionaries. Then when we looked into it, we found out you know there were five, ten of them that were retired. <laughs> you know, we're right. still, there were a couple that were dead. You know, we're oh, gosh. you know, it's oh, just you just kind of sending money, especially right. denominational. So, so helping us really think through <laughs> what does it mean, you know, who is your church represent, and what that does is just generates more money for missions because right. the, the missions are re- resonating with the people of the church. So Rob Hoskins, that ministry has really just come out of nowhere for, for my heart, my cool. life, as far as very been cool. a resource to me, and I think would be a huge resource to others. Nice. Very cool. All right. So if you could get 15 minutes alive with any, or 15 minutes with any leader that's alive today, who would you want to get that time with and why? 
man. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't, I, you know, the easy answer for me, and it's true, would be the, you know, Billy Graham. Right. You know, I just, uh, I think, um, man, he's just, I just, what I appreciate about him, and I know I, I haven't read all the biographies, you know, there might have been some controversy in the, but I just appreciate the longevity without this crazy amounts of just controversy so around his life. That's and so just, true. you know, he just did what he did right. and he kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And obviously with, you know, great impact, but I just appreciate the humility that I, I see. And again, I grew up in Wheaton where he went to you know college. So the Billy Graham Museum, I would go, I mean, I would, that was like my playground as a kid. Right, I mean, right, I probably right. got kicked out of that, you know, every other week, you know, <laughs> you know, as far as, so so I just have a real love for, for him um, and what, what he's done. And I you know, know that you know, there's only a, a small window here of, of getting that time. So I, I, that would be who I would want you know, right now. Yeah, it's, definitely. Obviously had huge, huge impact and you know, just a massive heart for sure. All right. So last question. So when you're just looking to kick back, just have some fun, you know, get away from the ministry thing, what do you do just for fun? You know, just relax a bit. Man, uh, we're we're tennis fanatics. So oh, God. Not, wow. we're not now. Don't don't interpret that as we're good at tennis. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife and I love to play. We both played just a little bit in, uh, in high nice. school, so enough to at least you know keep the ball going. But then my daughter just got you know she's nine, and she's into it. So now it's like, as a parent, That's this so was cool. this was the dream. You know, when you right. had a kid that when they would get to an age at some point where you could do something that you both enjoy at the same time, you know, it's not watching the wiggles, you know, it's not, it's, (laughs) it's like we're playing something and enjoying ourselves together. So yeah, tennis is definitely how relax, you know, get the, get some good energy out. Nice. Yeah. We love it. That's fantastic. Well, Justin, I really appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, how can they do that? How can they find you online? Sure, justinlathrop.com. There's a contact form there. But yeah, I'm always excited to connect with church leaders and, and hear what they're doing, especially passionate about what you're doing and, and making sure that, um, that church leaders have the tools they need. That's why I started Young Pastors. Youngpastors.com is another uh, way to connect with me just on how do we how do we connect them. You have a conference coming up this fall for Young Pastors yep, too, right? Yep. September 11th is our kind of one-day gathering. The 12th for lead pastors is just with uh, Sam Chan, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sam Chan. I don't know sure sure you're familiar with him but yeah, um, 11th and 12th uh, in Dallas we're real excited Leonard Sweet will be there Sam Chan uh, Rob Hoskins who I talked about so really excited about that there it's it's a $49 day but um, for any you know any of your listeners they can uh, do a code YP2014 uh, for a free free registration to come oh, to wow. Love to have great well that's fantastic well justin i really appreciate you being on the show today and have a great weekend hopefully you get some tennis in i will thank you so much (laughs) thanks so much all right thank you for tuning in to this week's unseminary podcast don't be shy we'd love to connect check out unseminary inbox you can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week plus you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use connect with rich on twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.